It's time for New Wine, hosted by Father Timothy Foy and produced by Cassock Media. Father Foy is the sort of homilist you'd love to have in your parish. With a mixture of logic, reason, and humor, Father Foy knows how to get the Catholic Church's teachings across to the common man in a way everybody can enjoy. Now here's Father Foy. I believe you can tell the future especially with the help of the gospel, and I think it even starts there. So when this gospel story started, you know, when you heard Jesus going through and he's calling Peter and Andrew and James and John, I bet you already knew they're going to leave everything and follow Christ. You know, and you knew probably as well that when Jesus in the future of the gospel, you know, we were hearing the passage of him choosing his apostles. You might be a little bit nervous because you know he's going to choose Judas, but you also know that even that part of things is going to work towards the fulfillment of Jesus giving everything on the cross. You know that it takes that grain of seed falling to the ground and dying that it might bring forth abundant life. And you know that Jesus is going to die, and you know that he is going to rise in the gospel. And you know the harvest can be very abundant, and because of all that, not just in the gospel can you sort of see this future, since you already know that story, you can see a pattern that you can recognize in other parts of history, you could see, for example, that Western civilization, anything good about it, the true freedom of the West that we're so proud of, it comes out of this belief that every man, every woman, every child is capable and should receive so much love, the love that we give to ourselves. It's that gospel, which you can look back in history and see already this pattern, how it expanded and brought, brought people to our continent. People, our own ancestors perhaps, who crossed the Atlantic so they could send something back home to their family that they love. You know, imitating Christ, not so much trying to build up their own situation, but giving so much. It's the gospel that freed the slave. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ that has pushed back and continues to push back against governmental tyranny in so many corners of the world. It's the gospel of victory. It's already in its sort of seed form in Scripture. But that's continued to grow forward. And while it's imperfect, you see it yet and yet again. While we are thirsting for more victory, we know we're going to get it. I, you know, I was just in Washington for the Washington the March for Life. And I've been there a number of times, many, many times. Every time I'm out there, it grows. And the spirit of it grows. And when you, you're on Constitution Avenue, and you look backwards, and you look forwards, and you see... Hundreds of thousands of people, all coming from all the corners of our country, you know, and they represent, well, that's a big group of people, millions and millions of others who sent them, who are praying for them, who are walking with them in spirit, you know, singing. Just the amazing reality this time, you know, maybe you've heard this before, but the president was out there speaking. And whatever you think about him as a person, and honestly, it's not just sort of, He's doing that. 47 years that have built that movement to the point that you can't ignore it. It's a force that is to be reckoned with. But him coming there sets a new standard. There won't be any ability for a future president who calls it a pro-life warrior and ignore and neglect the standard this, this example has been set this year. There's a growing movement of people, a spirit, the spirit of victory. And, and, and you know, it's just, it's an amazing thing. But how do we really receive that message of Christ? I think, you know, um, perhaps if you, if you look back in your history, and this is kind of an obscure point, but after World War II, 
There were people, there were Japanese soldiers. They were spread out of all these islands, you know, remember that? Some of them actually, in these little pockets, they did not hear the news that the Japanese Empire had surrendered. And so it's kind of a famous story, but it's sort of still it's just a small amount of people, but they were like practicing guerrilla warfare for decades. And they just didn't know. They hadn't gotten the message. It'd be kind of like, if you think of Christ having won the greatest world war ever in fighting the devil, you know, but but then some soldiers on the opposite side not getting the message that they lost. That's kind of like, when I think of Planned Parenthood, I think of men and women who they just haven't gotten the message, and, and it partly it's our, our fault. Because Christ, what he defeated, he defeated fear, he defeated death, he defeated sin, hopelessness, self-righteousness, anger, all these negative things. But when we let into our own lives, and we're the winning team, but it's hard sometimes to see that there has been this ultimate victory. You know, Jesus, when he says, uh, come after me, I'll make you fishers of men. What is that? I looked up, I kind of did a little bit of research. One of the church fathers says, uh, fishers of men means teachers. That with the net of God's word, you may catch men out of this world of storm and danger, in which men do not walk, but are rather borne along by the devil, drawing them into sin, where men devour one another as the stronger fishes do the weaker. But with John, with the net of the gospel, from hence they may live upon the land, be made members of Christ's body. So accurate. The rule seems to envelop us, to swallow us, to encompass us, but when we pray, when we fast, when we meditate on Christ, when we repent, when we put our trust in God, you know, we can find ourselves on the land again. You know, we don't have to live a dog-eat-dog, fish-swallow-fish kind of existence. Even when we fall behind in the world, we have a promise, something greater. So the last Japanese guy, this last soldier, his name is Haru Onada, and he finally surrendered. Basically, in the beginning of the aftermath of the war, there was uh, these leaflets that came to him, this little guy, group of guys, but they just blew him off as propaganda. And then... One of his men actually sort of defected from their group, and he went off and he turned himself in. And so after that, they get these letters from their own families and these pictures of their families that were airdropped in. And they got those, but they saw them and thought, still, it's a trick. There was this one guy, Mr. Suzuki, he like goes and he tries to, to find uh, Haru Onada. You know, he's like one of the last few guys left that he tries tries to befriend him, but he kind of wrote him off. He was, you know, he was a nice guy. He wrote him off as a hippie kind of guy, and it wasn't enough. They had to go and find this man who's still alive, 29 years after World War II had ended. His name is uh, Major Yoshimi Tanaguchi. He was his superior officer. And they brought him to that island, and they got him right there face-to-face with Hiro Onada to give him new orders that you should stand down. Cease combat activity, stop the guerrilla warfare campaign. You need to turn yourself into the nearest American or Filipino forces. And, and so, properly relieved of his duty, finally did that in 1974. It's amazing. You know, if we don't make a habit of receiving the word of God, the, the truth of the resurrection, the greatest truth that we have, it could become kind of just like a leaf. It kind of seemed like propaganda. You know? Even if someone in your family or maybe people that you know are really on fire with Christ, it could still maybe seem untrustworthy. That you just sort of be kind of news you want to make yourself hear, but it has to become personal. That's where the sacraments are. The sacraments are this way to the way. Christ wants us to most fully understand his presence. You know, when we frequently go to confession, he dies us to the Eucharist. Wow. And we recognize we've won the pattern. And we can see not only the pattern in the gospel, and the pattern in history, 
to depend on our own lives, when we need victory, the victory will be ours in Christ. And we can hope in the Lord that all that we see will be won by Him. And that love will continue to penetrate even the hardest. This has been New Wine with Father Timothy Foy. If you've enjoyed what Father had to say, please write a review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And remember to tune in tomorrow for the next episode of New Wine. Thank you.